I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. All right, guys, welcome in. I'm Jeff Centel. It is another edition of Before the Hedges here on Dog Nation, brought to you by Kroger. Let me first give a tip of the hat to all you Facebook folks. Facebook, wonder who's going to be the first one in line here. Also, YouTube, also Twitter, and also the Dog Nation homepage. Glad to see you can join us, guys, again on another Wednesday night before the hedges, talking about the young men that will soon be between the hedges for the University of Georgia and its number one AP poll, coaches poll, uh, football program. All right, everybody. Um, how's everybody doing? Hope everybody's doing great. Uh, we've got a certain, certainly a formatted show tonight. We've got uh, some news to get to that broke earlier today, but we'll also we've got a lot of cool things as your headline attest. What we're doing is we're basically cracking open the Intel box for the really good stuff, that really good juice about Georgia's last three commitments. That would be the uh, quarterback, Ryan Puglisi. Get it, get it right, guys. Puglisi, Puglisi, Puglisi uh, out of Massachusetts. He committed to Georgia on Sunday evening, 2024 quarterback. Now the quarterback's in the fold. Also, Sokovi White, another four-star, excuse me, a three-star athlete out of the 2024 cycle, out of Cass High School, a colonel out of Cartersville. And then also Roderick Robinson, the second um, out of Lincoln High School in San Diego, California. So we got a key conversation with a couple of coaches and the father of Roderick Robinson coming up. It's kind of the meat and potatoes of our show this evening. But before we get to that, we got a little news. So if we had a, a, a like a news bell we could ring or something like that, that would make a lot of sense. But um, one of the things I want to get to right now is there is a commitment watch now. Take a look. I think we've got a tweet here to talk about it. We've got a tweet here to talk about it um, regarding four-star cornerback Chris Peel. Chris Peel out of Providence School in North Carolina. Um, he is going to make his decision on Sunday. The commitment decision will come on Sunday. That's a big target for Georgia, the 2023 class, a really versatile, a really fast uh, defensive back. Uh, plays corner, plays running back for his high school program. His decision is coming down to NC State. Georgia, Michigan, and also South Carolina. So big news there. That's one of those top targets you'll see a little bit later uh, making his decision. And then also a defensive lineman, Davian Hobbs, who's been rated as a five-star by at least one service. He is also he has also put out his um, final schools. He's got a, he's got a bunch of them, but he's got a commitment date now set for November the twenty fifth. And the six foot four, 275 pounder. Guys, this is the guy that catches touchdown passes. He's a Wildcat quarterback. He takes that Devontae Wyatt act as a running back uh, in high school to a whole new level. This guy's a game breaker on offense. He will be a defensive lineman on Saturdays, but he's going to make his decision known on November the 25th. And his decision is coming down to Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, Michigan, Georgia, and Ohio State. Really feels like Bama, Tennessee, Georgia, kind of in the mix right there. Georgia's still going to get his official visit for November the 5th. So I would chalk this one up as very much an undecided decision right now. But at least now, um, the young man out of Robinson High School in Concord, North Carolina, he knows where his finish line is going to be 
because he's settled on a finish line um, for late November. Uh, guys, if you're just joining us right now, this is Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger. I'm your longtime Wednesday night guy, uh, your host, Jeff Sintel of DogNation.com. I cover all things Georgia recruiting, Georgia football, take some pictures of the team while they're on the road and also uh, in Sanford Stadium each and every week. And, you know, one of the one of the reasons I kind of brought up that little mini speech right there is I've been doing this probably for about, I think, I think six, seven years now. And, you know, one of the things you do is you develop a strong relationship or connection to a lot of these players because you know them when they're like ninth grade, 10th grade. And one of those guys right here, this last tweet I'm going to show you is Jamari Salyer. Jamari Salyer, guys, you remember six round pick. The young man was so humble at his draft day party that I was at that he was apologizing because it took so long. It took so much out of people's day for him to get drafted. He finally went in the sixth round to the San Diego Chargers. And I want you to look at this right here. So far, I believe he started two games now for the Chargers. And look at that. Look at all. Look at this tweet right here. I think this tweet right here displays it perfectly. This tweet right here. He's got all those dropbacks. He's got all those rushes. And he's given up zero sacks right now as a San Diego Charger. They got him at left tackle. That was where he spent the bulk of his time at Georgia at as a starter. Was projected to play center or guard on Sundays. But Jamari, due to injuries and due to that next man up culture in the NFL, he's the guy protecting the blind side of a franchise quarterback in Justin Herbert and also doing it very, very, very well. Uh, for the San Diego Chargers. That's something I want to share with you guys as well. But, you know, as our show stated, we've got um, a lot to get to tonight. We've got what I feel is like we're cracking open the intel for three really big recent commitments for Georgia in the class of 2023. Folks, sometimes this phone is always active, always pinging me. Got to stay on top of breaking news because that's what you guys watch for. That's what I'm paid to do here for Dog Nation. But uh, three really big commitments of late over the last um, over the last basically 10 days. And let's start with the most recent one. Let's go to the quarterback, uh, Georgia's first quarterback commitment since Gunner Stockton in January of 2021. Of course, I'm talking about the three star Ryan Puglisi uh, three star. No more, though. He's been he's been bumped up since he committed to Georgia to the nation's number three pro style quarterback in the class. Uh, number 39 overall prospect, that would be Ryan Puglisi. He took his first visit to Georgia, which kind of basically sealed the deal um, for the dogs with Puglisi. He'd been leaning that way. That school had been his private leader for some time. But he, he took his first trip to Athens. He loved the fit, and he pulled the trigger on the commitment. You want to know a little bit more about Ryan Puglisi, some of that stuff that only an insider will know? We got a package right here on Before the Hedges that will tell you a whole lot about Ryan Puglisi. Let's talk to his head coach at Avon Old Farms Prep School in Connecticut. That would be Jonathan Hooley, Coach Hooley, out of Avon Old Farms. Let's take a listen to everything. The 411, the in the the end to know, the down low intel on Puglisi, and you guys got it right here, right now on Before the Hedges. Coach, when someone sees Ryan throw and really rip it for the first time, what goes through their mind? Uh, I, you know, I think it's just like something that's just, you know, my wife says it just looks different, you know, uh, it's just different. It's like, whoa, you know, because he definitely obviously has a very strong arm. Um, and, you know, he does it very effortlessly, you know. Um, 
like I, I, we just had a parent teacher conferences here at Avon. It's kind of unique. You do like a round robin and people come through and, you know, we had a game last night and uh, they were just, you know, parents were like, I've never seen it before. He just like flicked the ball. It looked like he was lobbing it and it went 50 yards, you know? No, it, it, it's one of those big college football arms, you know, when it's like, I mean, uh, I, I think it's one of the better arms, you know, in the that I've I've seen and, and I think it's it's probably the best time I see. I mean, when I was at Fordham and I was the receivers coach at Fordham back this back in 2009, uh, I we had a, a kid John Skelton who played three years in the NFL and he had a great arm and uh, you know like he his arms I think better than that. You know when I was a linebackers coach in UConn we played against Drew Locke. He had a very strong arm. You know like I'm trying to think of other guys that really. Like stood oh. out. How would you describe his speed? Is he like a four eight guy, or is he a little faster yeah. than that? I would say he's probably like like a four eight like guy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and that again, that's like I think combine testing. You know, four eight, which you know Josh Allen ran four seven six right at the combine. So like, not that he's fast as fast as Josh Allen, but I'm just saying like it's you got to be fast. You know, like if you're running real time on it four eight, like he's a good athlete. You know, he's probably. He's probably a better athlete than he is necessarily, like, athletic, you know, because, um, you know, yeah. he'd be the best golfer on the team. He'd be the best baseball player on the team. He'd be the best, like, three-point shooter. He's one of those types of kids. Um, so, and he can run, you know, well enough. But he's not, you know, uh, Michael Vicker, you know, anything yeah. like that. But he, he definitely is a very good athlete. Coach, can you tell me, um, maybe in your opinion, what you saw, what you heard that – attracted Georgia to Ryan? So I think part of the environment of Georgia, having other high-level quarterbacks, having um, great athletes around them, and it being a championship atmosphere, I think will elevate Ryan. Because I don't think the talent is any type of issue. It's just a matter of development, you know. Um, Ryan is a, is a younger, you know, he's a 16-year-old junior, which a lot of quarterbacks are, are, have repeated. Yeah, a lot of, uh, junior, you know, uh, quarterbacks have repeated and stuff. So he has, so he's a little bit, younger to the position. Now, he grows leaps and bounds each day uh, being here, which is great, and he's worked extremely hard. You know, it's just a matter of being in the right environment to grow. So it's a long-winded answer, but I do think, like, I think Georgia is, you know, I think an environment where he's going to grow and really flourish because I think he's also humble enough. Like, he's just just a different type of kid that's very even keeled. It's not going to get caught up in a lot of stuff. All right, guys. Tell you what, that's some good stuff there on Ryan. Big arm. Everybody knows he has the 93-mile-an-hour fastball by now. If you've been reading Dog Nation, he can throw the ball about 73 yards in the air with accuracy. 6'3", 205, uh, runs about a 4'8 uh, in the uh, 40-yard dash. Really, really good stuff there uh, from Coach Hooley um, at, uh, at uh, Avon Old Farms in Connecticut regarding Ryan Puglisi. So pretty cool stuff there. Um, the next person I want to talk to you guys about, and this is one of those homegrown uh, Georgia boys, Georgia grown uh, from Northwest Georgia, Cass High School, Sokovi Hollywood White. Uh, guys, you got to hear from Sokovi last week on Before the Hedges, but I had a really good recent conversation uh, with his head coach, Steve Gates, out of Cass High School. Really interesting stuff there. Some of that stuff is probably going to be a podcast as well, a standalone podcast. That's why it was so good. Let me give you a really good taste right now of what Coach Gates, a former Georgia Bulldog offensive lineman himself, had to say about what he really loves about Sokovi White, the 
latest of two commitments for Georgia in the 2024 class. Kind of odd that Georgia's five commitments now for the 2024 class are all on the offensive side of the ball. Let's listen to Coach Gates. Man, he had a lot of great stuff to say about Sakobi White. I think Sakobi is probably one of my favorite players in the in his class because, um, man, you know they want to use him as a toy. They, you know, he's like a Isaiah McKenzie, but man, to me, he's just a pure football player. Man, like you probably see it every day. Like, what's your what's your go to story about him? Uh, go to story is he's he has one of the uh unique funniest personalities ever he's um he's strong as an ox he's very hard willed he works his tail off um he's jack he's strong he walks the halls confident but it's hilarious because like he's scared of dogs uh he's <laughs> he's scared of deer he won't go deer hunt with me um <laughs> So there's just little things like that, that that make us sit back sometimes and realize that he's just a kid. He's just a 16-year-old kid, you know. He's, uh, you know, growing up right before our very eyes. And unfortunately, I had enough, you know, been with him since he stepped on foot in his freshman year at Cass. Um, but he's just a, he's just a, he, he's an incredible athlete on the field. But off the field is where he shines. He's um, I had a I had a guy tell me today that how articulate he was when he talked to him, and that's just Sokovi. He's just he's mature beyond his years. He's um, he's so funny. He's so funny. He uh, personality wise, uh, three six GPA. I mean, he's just you know I've got a couple boys of my own. If I had a if I had a girl, uh, I would be a hundred percent okay. Sokovi White marrying. Uh, my daughter, that type of person, uh, just doesn't doesn't get influenced by the outside stuff that that a lot of these kids get wrapped up in. He'll he'll hold his ground. If there's a group of friends that want to go make a bad decision, Jacoby's not going. He's just not. He 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 tries to stay away from that stuff, um, and he's uh, which is why he is where he is today. Tell you what, that man should be his agent, right? Really likes Hollywood. Really likes Sokovi White. I mean, folks, really, purely, if you want to distill what Sokovi White is for his high school team and what he will be for the University of Georgia, it's not a cornerback. It's not a three-star. It's not a playmaker. It's not a gadget guy. It's not simply just a toy on offense for Todd Munkin, kind of that Lad McConkey-type role. What he is, folks, is he's just a pure football player. He gets it done, strong as an ox, certainly strong as an ox, for a uh, skill receiver in high school or a skill guy in high school, certainly. And guys, also a recent commitment for Georgia, probably about 10 days old right now. Let's talk about Roderick Robinson II. Deuce is what they call him. Same high school as Terrell Davis. Same high school as NFL Hall of Famer, another NFL Hall of Famer in Marcus Allen. Uh, that would be uh, Roderick Robinson II, 6'1", about 230. Georgia, ironically, was in third place going, <coughs> excuse me, third place going into his official visit. He'd never been to Athens before. Texas A&M was first. UCLA was second. That was the school he was still publicly committed to. But, man, a lot can change in the span of 48 hours in Athens, Georgia. You want to know why Georgia came back from the bronze medal spot 
to take first place and to take that commitment and a shut it down commitment from Roderick Robinson the second. Uh, well, hey, we got his he got his father here, Roderick Robinson. He also grew up in the South. Pretty interesting stuff right here. You're hearing it right now on Before the Hedges. And he really never in the beginning he he really didn't think that um, Georgia was the spot for him. But he thought, you know, I'll still give them a visit. And when we went to Texas A&M, he was actually, like, sold at Texas A&M. He was like, this this place is amazing. Um, he had a really good relationship with Coach Robinson as well. And to be honest, that's where I thought he was going to commit. But um, once we went to Georgia, it was just different. It was it was different. That I mean, from the moment we got there, just the – the relationships with all the coaches and, um, you know, getting to meet Coach, Coach Smart and spending time with Coach McGee and just – it was just different. It felt like home. It felt like, you know, like the whole atmosphere. It was like a family atmosphere. It just felt totally different in the way that the coaches stressed the academic portion. That that really – that was really big for Rod. Rod was very, very concerned with the academic uh, the academic portion of uh, – all of this and it just it just worked out you know I mean after the second day his mom and I were just sitting back like this is going to be a tough decision for him and he really he sat down and talked with us that night and he told us he was like I think I found my home could you put your finger on maybe the moment where things changed in Georgia you know maybe the lightning bolt hit him or he knew um I could kind of see it uh, uh during the trip like um uh, especially when we the second day when we went through all the, the presentations with like the player development personnel, uh, the, when we start uh, going around the facility and just seeing the things they had to offer. And then, you know, I could see how he lit up every chance, every time he got a chance to sit down and talk with coach McGee about football and, you know, and, and playing the position and, and they were watching film. And then when he got, when I would see him get around um, coach smart, it was the same thing. Like, I mean, he, we, we saw coach smart maybe three or four times on the trip. And that was probably more than we saw any head coach at any school we've ever been to. Hmm. Is the morning breakfast important at Kirby's house? That usually is an important moment for a lot of recruits. That was, too. I think that probably stuck out to, to us more. Um, Rod, Rod enjoyed it as well, but I think to us, just the fact that he brought us into his home and, and we got to meet his family and, and just sit there and talk football and talk life. I mean, Coach Smart has always been somebody we looked up to and we respected. We grew up Alabama fans. You know, mm-hmm. when Coach Smart when Coach Smart left Alabama, it was one of those times where you know, like, oh no, what are we going to do now? But uh, so we've always had always had a lot of respect for Coach Smart. I think I saw your Instagram post. I liked it. Uh, does this mean all the Alabama gear is going up in the closet, or what's happening with all that? Have you thought about that yet? Yes, sir. Everything is, is everything's getting packed up. I got a um, one of my boys bought me a helmet for Christmas. I'm going to actually leave that on display, like in. And uh, my little personal room on display, but no, from this moment on, I'm a Georgia fan. All right, guys, coming back up out of the break. You know what time it is, right? You got the you got the main event, the the kind of the A block, the news block, kind of the lead block, content block of our show. But one of the things we do here on uh, Before the Hedges, we block and tackle. And you know what we do each and every week on Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger, is we we have our top targets list and guys it's October. It's mid October. It's shrinking. That list is getting shorter and shorter. And uh, we want, I want you to take a look right now, not too much evolution from where it's been of late, but I want you to take a look right now. Here's your top targets list for Wednesday, October 19th, 2022 on before the hedges. 
All right, guys, leading off right here, you know, another top targets list, another getting closer, especially with, you know, some of the names right there. You see Davian Hobbs, number six on the list right there. He has, he has dropped his uh, commitment date now. He's down to a final six. Got Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, North Carolina, Tennessee in the mix there. I'm going to make a decision at the end of November. Still got an official visit to Georgia for the Tennessee game. Certainly the Tennessee game is getting very interesting on the visitors list. Number seven, we've bumped him off the uh, guys to watch list right here. Anthony Evans, current Oklahoma commit, mind you. Uh, right there is a guy that we think is still a kind of a top target to watch there for Georgia. Number five is Deuce Robinson. I think Georgia is clearly in the mix there for Robinson. Um, USC is a school to watch there. Texas is a school to watch there. But I think Georgia is clearly in the mix there. And I think they've gained on uh, USC as kind of the team to watch on the West Coast for Robinson um, since his official visit for the Kent State game. And really, in a nutshell, it's basically because Georgia does things with its tight ends that are revolutionary right now in college football, uh, jet sweeps. But that having been said, I think Deuce Robinson, if you watch his senior year film, you watch his clips, playing a lot of wide receiver, a standalone wide receiver at 6'6", 200 pounds or so. And, you know, folks, that recruiting race is going to be interesting to watch as it is. But also he's a major league baseball prospect, you know, top two round type guy potentially. And it'll be very interesting should – Deuce Robinson choose USC or Georgia or even Texas. If in the long run, he chooses baseball or college football or both. Um, number four on the list, Chris Peel uh, making his decision this Sunday. He's down to, as we saw early in our opening part of our show, he's down to North Carolina State. He's down to South Carolina, Georgia, and Michigan. Um, Chris Peel in Providence is actually playing a game this Friday in Georgia with Raven uh, Gap playing up in Raven Gap in Northeast Georgia. You'll get to see David Sanders, the five-star, number one player in the country out of 2025 on that Providence team. Peel is there and also the four-star the four quarterback, excuse me, five-star quarterback, Jaden Davis out of Providence as well. That's three very upper echelon targeted players for Georgia. Um, I don't think Georgia will be in the mix going forward here for either Julian Sayan or Jaden Davis. I know that question's probably going to come up a lot. Uh, Georgia will try to take, I feel, two quarterbacks in the 2024 class. Uh, but Peel is the guy that's made his announcement date known, and he's on commitment watch now going forward up until, up until, up until Sunday <coughs> in North Carolina. Damon Wilson, I think that official visit went great. Keeps going back from Georgia to Ohio State, Ohio State to Georgia. I think those are the principal teams to watch there. If I had to say a team that I think has the advantage right now, I probably probably might hedge, hedge the bet and say right now I'd, I'd give the slimmest of margins probably to the Buckeyes right there and a decision I think that could change and could go either way up to early signing day. Number two, Jordan Big Baby Hall, West Side. Remember, that guy told us on Before the Hedges that he's going to take as long as he can. He's going to wait until that first Wednesday, that Wednesday early signing period in December to make his decision. Going to take some official visits. Probably will save his official visit to Georgia um, for the week before the early signing period. That second week of December, that will come after the SEC championship game. Big Baby Hall is one of those key core uh, defensive line targets that Georgia needs in the class. And obviously, number one on the list, five-star edge Samuel and Pimba. Um, and Pimba has getting some official visits out of the way. I believe his official visit to Georgia will be for the Tennessee game as well in a very packed um, 
visitors list coming down the track for that game on November 5th. Also, we've got a lot more to talk about here. Um, guys we're paying attention to, you know, Marcus Deal, that defensive lineman out of Texas, he came to Georgia. Jurian Dickey's currently an Oregon commitment. Jalen Johnson is an athlete out of Appling County. Jordan Louie, uh, another guy to watch in the state of Georgia. DeAndre Moore, very interesting there. He's committed to Louisville, but Georgia is a school that continues to be on his mind. DeAndre Moore, he's out of uh, St. John Bosco in California, currently committed to Louisville. Uh, Jamari Wilcox is another in-state running back to watch as well. I had to add another name, a name that intrigued me, is Georgia kind of going after one of those really quick silver playmaker types. I'm talking about another name to keep in mind would be Dylan Edwards, four-star commitment right now at Notre Dame. That guy's about 5'9", about 180 pounds at the most, really fast, 4'4 speed. That's a name that you hear from time to time about a potential, uh, potential remaining a target for Georgia on the offensive side of the ball in the 2023 cycle. Most important positions to restock, outside linebacker, running back, defensive lineman. Now's a good chance for us to go to our recruiting breakdown for 2023. All of these rankings are derived from the 24-7 sports composite. Georgia with 21 commits, ranks number two nationally. Look at the synergy there. The yin and yang, 10 on offense, 10 on defense. The one special teamer is the nation's number one kicker. Um, Peyton, Peyton Woodring out of uh, Louisiana, um, in-state six commitments, 15 states out of commit, out of state commitments, five stars. You got one, you got two top 50 commits, you got six top 100 commits, and you got 11 commitments right now among the nation's top 150 overall prospects. 15 of those guys are in the SEC footprint. Right now, the ratio, three out of the team's top five highest rated commitments are on the uh, defensive side of the ball. We will point out that Monroe Freeling just got a really big boost. A couple guys got a really big boost from re recent rankings updates from some of the major services right there. Monroe Freeling, the offensive tackle out of Charleston, South Carolina, is now, for the moment, for the moment, Georgia's highest rated offensive commitment uh, in this class. Uh, one other thing to take a look at right here are your offers so far. Georgia has 232. I always like to break down these for each of our shows. Um, you go nine uh, running backs. Georgia has one commitment there. 40 wide receivers. Uh, Georgia has three commitments for that position. Still looking for maybe one more. Seven commitments there at tight end. Those are two in Pierce Sperling and Lawson Lucky. Lawson Lucky has taken, has taken official visits or visits to Bama and Ole Miss very recently. I still think the dogs are in a good spot there basically because of the need for him to stay close to home and his family and his mom, um, which we wrote about on dognation.com. You guys remember that story. Two offensive tackles commitment committed. That's Bo Hughley and also Monroe Freeling. Two cornerbacks currently committed right now uh, in the class of 2026. That's uh, Daniel Harris out of uh, Miami. Really impressive prospect there. Daniel was also made his first game day visit this year to Georgia. Um, for the game against um, this past week's game uh, on Saturday. He was in there for that game right there against Vanderbilt. Also, A.J. Harris, the five-star commitment, two safeties, uh, zero athletes, one kicker. That's uh, the young man, Mr. Woodring, out of Louisiana. Twelve quarterbacks offered no commitments. I don't think they're going to take a commitment there at quarterback. Uh, two interior offensive linemen, three linebackers. Georgia has the best linebacker group in the country out of those 16 offers. 
18 edge guys right there. And really, Damon Wilson, Samuel and Pimba right there. That's an area where Georgia needs to do some more hunting to finish out the class and nail down the class at that position. DLs as well. They have 41 offers and currently two commitments there. Um, I think you'll probably see at least one more commitment, maybe two more commitments at that spot. All right, guys, we've had a briskful show. We got a lot. We've had a lot to share, a lot going on. That phone right there is still ringing right now. What we're going to do right now, obviously, this show is brought to you by Kroger. Um, Kroger, a longtime sponsor before the Hedges. Got Halloween stuff coming up. But I thought just this week, we come back with an old Kroger commercial that references the Florida Gators. Uh, as Brandon Adams would say, those dirty, stinking Gators. Um, you guys remember this one with Chef John and Kroger. Here's what we're going to do. We are going to take this commercial, maybe have a laugh, uh, see Chef John on the grill back in the day. Coming out of it, coming out of this break, we'll be back to answer all your questions. So if you got them, drop them in the feed, and I'll be back live to answer all your questions here on Dog Nations Before the Hedges. All right, Dog Nation, I've got Chef John here with Kroger. What we're trying to do is we're trying to take that tailgate to national championship standards. Chef John, we got some three-star wing recipes. How do we take it to the next level? Jeff, you've heard of buffalo wings, you've heard of barbecue wings. We're gonna take these to the next level. What we're gonna do is an orange garlic glazed wing. All right, John, now normally my friends do not allow the color orange at the tailgate. Trusting you, man. You're gonna love these. We're gonna get grilling right now. This is a garlic orange glazed wing. Made in marinade last night. It's with orange juice, brown sugar, garlic, salt and pepper, a little bit of butter and some hot sauce. Absolutely fantastic. So I didn't bring my own container in the marinade. I brought it in a Ziploc bag. Why? So I don't have to worry about washing, but also it's quick and easy to dispose of it and nice and clean and sanitary. So we got our grill super hot. We're going to put it directly onto the grates with our tongs. And you notice a tip. I don't bring it all the way over here to here so it drips. I bring it right over top of the grill. So if it does drip, I'm not getting it all over the floor. So we got all our chicken on the grill. We're gonna let it cook three to four minutes on each side. So we're at about four minute mark. Here's a tip. While it's cooking, don't move it around. Wait that four minutes and then pick it up and then move it to a nice hot grill area. It'll give you great grill marks. Instead of flipping it right where it was, move it over about a half an inch. Our chicken's been on the grill four minutes each side. There's only one way to determine whether or not it's completely cooked, and that's use a meat thermometer. What we do is we take the meat thermometer and poke two pieces of chicken. Look at the dial. When the dial hits 165, we're done, and we're ready to go to the table and eat. Wings hot off the grill. All right, guys. Been hearing some good intel about this one. Mmm. You know what, dog fans? This is the type of orange you want at your tailgate. Dog Nation, you just got a five-star upgrade to your tailgate menu. Check out dognation.com all season long for tailgate tips and recipes brought to you by Kroger.
All right, guys, we're back. It's Jeff Centel here with Dog Nation. Um, seen some questions, um, been following some questions um, in the chat feed. Um, sorry about that. Um, quick pause there, but following some questions in the chat feed. Really what I think is indicative um, of that is the question was how many spots are left in the 2023 class? All right, guys, we're back. I think it's Jeff going Centel to with Dog Nation. I think um, it's going to deal with um, mostly uh, what's going on with um, NFL draft how many guys go in the nfl draft without that rule where uh you know there's no hard cap anymore on 25 spots um you can sign up to the maximum uh, to get yourselves up to 85 scholarships on one time uh, lots of the guys are still planning to enroll early in this class lots of early enrollees for grins and giggles i'm going to say the number's probably looking like six or seven right now i think there's Probably you're going to look at like 19, 20 guys in this current class that make it, uh, that current, currently committed, that stay committed. Um, there'll be a couple flips, I believe, coming down the line, at least one or two. And then you'll have um, additions to the class. There's like seven top targets. I think the number that feels right about to me right now is like 26, 27 in the class. But the opportunity to sign more, obviously, if a, a guy like Damon Wilson and Samuel and Pimba and Jordan Hall and um, lots of names. Those guys want to come. Uh, Davion Hobbs. Uh, those guys want to come. I think Georgia will find room and make room for them. But really, it's going to depend, depend a lot about NFL guys elevating the draft and also just program attrition guys that decide to graduate or move on uh, through the portal somewhere else to get better playing time. Um, we guys got uh, sound. Everybody's got good. Um, uh, funny guys. Yeah. You guys are letting us have it on YouTube. You should tip, tip my hat to you guys about that. Um, see questions. Um, I think, uh, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about, we mentioned at the top of the show, if you guys were just joining us program brought to you by Kroger, this becomes a podcast on SoundCloud on Spotify, your favorite podcast platform. If you guys have not subscribed to the YouTube channel yet, please consider doing so if we're bringing anything of value to you guys tonight. Um, also, this will become a podcast. Like I mentioned before, we're going to start breaking out the podcast stream a little bit. I'm going to be putting, you know, like maybe 10, 15 minute interviews with key sources. Uh, lots of good stuff there from Steve Gates regarding Kobe White. That was barely the tip of the iceberg of that great interview right there. Um, just trying to give you guys more information, more, more ways to access it across all of our Dog Nation platforms. Reminders, if you guys are just joining us at the top of the show, two big commitment date announcements were named today. Uh, Chris Peel, the four-star cornerback, is going to decide between North Carolina State, South Carolina, Georgia, and Michigan. That decision will come on Sunday. Also, and then November the 25th, I believe, uh, Davian Hobbs out of North Carolina, very athletic defensive line prospect. He's going to make his decision on November 25th. It's going to honor a family member on that day. Got a huge top six, top seven there, Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, North Carolina, Tennessee are the principals there for that. Let me uh, check, see what I, what, what's going on on YouTube. Um, Uncle Sam has a question about how many years can Beck play? Does he get a COVID year? Yes, he does get a COVID year. Really, he is considered a redshirt sophomore. Folks, I'll be frank. Carson Beck starts one year at Georgia, plays the way I think he's capable of. I think the NFL will come calling because Carson has prototype size. Funny story, um, after the game on Saturday, the guys were getting together, all the quarterbacks were getting together. 
uh, to take a group picture after the Vanderbilt win. Carson was happy. Stetson was happy. But Stetson was making sure that he wasn't uh, in the picture next to a tall guy, too many tall guys. Because when you look at that visual, you got Brock pretty tall, about 6'2". Carson's probably about 6'3", 6'4". Uh, Gunnar Stockton's about 6'1". Of course, Stetson's probably 5'10 and a half, 5'11", um, with all those other guys. So he's going to come up short in the growth chart comparison there as well. Um, but I hope that answers your question. I think Carson Beck is definitely a pro prospect. Um, yeah, Jerry Dogs fan, good question there. Um, funny, Raylan Wilson and uh, Landon Thomas are on the same seven-on-seven team, so they know each other very well. They're both very happy that each of those guys are dogs. thought it was really interesting how Landon Thomas, number one tight end prospect in the country, five-star, He's really shut down. He sees no need to visit any other schools. He thinks Georgia is the place to be there. One of the things he told me he's got to work on, Jerry, is he said he wants to work on his blocking, be a little bit more physical at the point of attack, and also the hands got to get a little sharper. I think you and I were both there at the, the game with uh, Lincoln High. I think he dropped two balls. Now, he caught a lot of balls as well, but he dropped two balls as well. Um, I really thought that um, he played really well. Probably his best game of the year was against Lee. Uh, county earlier this year guys I see some things about Jalen Carter in the feed think about this for a second what was the precedent last year uh, George Pickens was coming off an injury George Pickens waited until the games the really important games that matter I don't think Jalen Carter is going to end up being quite like that I also let's be frank I don't think there's really a reason for Jalen Carter to play uh, anytime soon if he can get better recharge get well for that Tennessee game Perhaps that might be the, the best move, best course of action right there uh, as well. Uh, let me see uh, questions. Hopefully that takes care of a lot of the YouTube questions. Guys, what do you think about the show tonight? Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully you guys saw something uh, interesting. Really three, really quickly put in like three, a three pack of interviews are all about, there was all about three minutes a piece. Gave some of that good stuff, some of that good juice about Georgia's 2023 and 2024 recruiting classes as well. I want to ask you guys something. Um, if I had to give you, uh, I'll give a take two. I'll answer this first. Um, who do you guys feel are the most important current commitments in this class? Um, I would probably say kind of the anchor commitments, core commitments. I would probably go uh, Jamal Jarrett. I would go C.J. Allen. Uh, I would go A.J. Harris. Um, I would go Tyler Williams. Uh, all, all these guys bring a little bit something different to the table um, from what I think is probably the most integral commitments, important commitments, the biggest pieces of the puzzle um, currently committed. I'd probably have to put a name like um, – a name like Monroe Freeling in there as well. Guys, currently the highest rated offensive commitment in the class and maybe a Pierce Sperling as well. Got to have some of those offensive playmakers in there as well. But that's kind of my four, five, six guys. The most integral, important. These are not the highest rated. I think Joel Aguero is one of the better, uh, more integral commitments in the class, especially what George is going to lose its safety after this season with a guy like Chris Smith. Um, those linebackers, you know, Raylan Wilson, uh, Troy Bowles as well. So there's a lot of good options there. But 
that's my that's my kind of uh, look at who I think is probably the most important, integral, most valuable commitment so far in the class. Um, but I will say Yazid Haynes, guys, if you're keeping up with that guy, the receiver out of Pennsylvania, he's also having a very strong senior season as well. Um, as well. Guys, that has been Before the Hedges. We gave you a Chef John Kroger commercial. We gave you some Q&A. We did not. We did not back off the Jalen Carter question. Hope that was a uh, fitting answer for you guys as well. Um, that's what we got. It's been Before the Hedges on dognation.com. I'm Jeff Sintel. That's been your intel. Be well out there, everybody. Be good to one another. Be kind to one another. We'll take it easy. We'll see you guys again on the pages of dognation.com. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you later. Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle.